Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy Podcast with the most school spirit. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Sunny Dale Razorbacks, right? Yeah, 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 with the pig. Pig, that oh, is a razorback. oh, and the pig gets eaten. That's really sad. Oh, poor Mr. Piggleston. <laughs> you know what? Not his name, but that's okay. Herbert? I don't know. Herbert. It was Herbert. <laughs> wow, well done. Okay, if anyone should know, it should be me. I mean, of the two of us. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. Well, here's another big old school episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've made it to... What the fucking season are we in? Season three. <laughs> <laughs> season three episode... Oh, God. Uh, five? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm out of it. <laughs> do you do you know what this what the broadcast date for this God, episode probably was? Probably not. Oh Jesus, Michaela, you're all over the place. Yeah, I don't know what's up. Just all over the place today. You know, getting my shit together. Oh, I'm gonna find it though. You know, should written. After it your description of last episode, which was that Buffy and Cordy fight over Homecoming <laughs> Queen, I was like, snooze on this entire deal. Right. Let's, so I mean, let's just skip this. Remember shit. when I told you that there was gonna be more happening than that? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say, honestly, the Homecoming Queen bits, really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I was a fan of those. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they did it in a good way. They, mm-hmm. It's a fun time. It's all right. Here yeah. we go. Here we go. I'm going to do it better this time. All right. Season three, episode five, original air date, yes. November 3rd, 1998. Name of the episode is Homecoming. Homecoming. Oh. They are coming home. So, start us off. I got some international titles for you. Yeah, I love them international titles. For some reason, like, French is always, like, totally on point. And then, like, the other languages are just, like, did you even watch this episode? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like German often feels very German to me. Listen, oh. It's the eins, zwei, eins, zwei, bild ein Empire. Leo, you say that. Here we go. All right, so French. Okay. Le Bal de fin d'année, which is probably what they call homecoming in French, because that's just, like, the oh, end of yeah. the year dance. Right. Yeah. So, like, that checks out. That's basically the same title. German, mm. Die Qual der Wall, which is The Agony of Choice. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I feel like that's really selling a really different episode. The Agony of Choice? Yeah. What the hell? And I've, I'm not going to try Portuguese because I'll just butcher that even more than I butchered German. But Back to Classes is what the Portuguese one is called, which is also very misleading. All right, I'm getting, hmm, I'm getting the agony of choice more. <laughs> okay, that I think about it. There's a lot because it's choosing, right? Well, it's Willow and Xander, right? Like uh, it's framing the sorry. episode as <clears throat> about them, right? Yeah, right. no, that's how I feel as, about it as well. <laughs> well. Don't get me wrong. We'll get there. <laughs> that's what they're framing the episode on, right? Uh, back to class. That that's not true. No, they've been back for a while. A while, but but. The French title is horribly misleading. This is not the end of the year. This is episode five. No, for this sure. Is early in the year, Buffy is still trying to get back into school officially. But I'm just saying that that could be what homecoming is, like literal translation in French, right? Yeah. Mm, mm, I'm not convinced. French, try better next time. <laughs> oh boy. So we open up. Uh, and everyone's very excited about the homecoming dance. Everyone, that Woo! is, except for our hero. <laughs> Good old no fun Buffy. <laughs> God, she's just no fun. She's <laughs> so lack of fun. No, she's actually more fun in this episode. Actually, anyway, yeah. we're talking about chipping in for a limo. And I'm like, does Buffy have to do that? Does her family have any money? 
like at all so it's really funny when they're talking about oh like we should all split a limo i'm like that's not very fair to buffy because like she's going to this alone right and then <laughs> <laughs> oh my god right. so where are they they're in the, bronze. the school they're in the bronze they're in the bronze yeah. right and i fully did not realize that scott was here until he said a line like did it frame him out of like was he out of frame for the first shot of buffy like i think he was off getting her a drink Oh, I thought he was standing next to her the entire time. <laughs> he's just like, boom, Scott's here. I'm like, ah, 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 no, no. You're like, oh my God, he's so boring. He's invisible. We've seen this before. <laughs> it's, uh, if it's going to happen to anyone oh, else fuck. in this show other than Darcy, uh, it's definitely going to be Scott. Right. So it turns out that this weird vibe I was getting that I thought was Buffy has no date to the dance was kind of that, but it was because Scott hasn't actually asked her yet. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing this whole, oh, well, I thought you'd think it was lame. Oh, well, I thought you'd think it was lame. And like, I don't know, I guess high school. They're trying to not not be lame. <sighs> Scott's just so boring. <laughs> I know. Uh, Buffy has a zebra tube top on. Yeah, yeah she does. It's, uh, yeah. Some good stuff. I was wondering about that. I thought it, initially it was a dress. <laughs> That went all the way down, but no, it is just, it's a tube top and mm, it is zebra-y. It's, I mean, it's not- it's zebra-ish. Like, it's not exactly zebra, but- Yeah, it's, it's zebra-esque. It's pretty close to zebra. Right. Yeah. Buffy goes to visit Angel living in the mansion because I guess his apartment kicked him out after he didn't pay rent for like three or four months. That's reasonable. And like, there's this yeah. big fancy abandoned mansion who wouldn't want to live here. It's cozy. <laughs> It seems to have a fair bit of sunlight streaming oh. in still. He's got some, like, like killer curtains, though. And by killer, oh, yeah. I mean dark and heavy, and he won't actually die. So Well, I was going to say killer if they got removed. Right, yeah. sure. Anti-killer. It doesn't matter. Anyway, Buffy's showing up to give Angel blood, and <laughs> she's talking about how she, like, met someone else. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm just vomiting, right? But... <laughs> She describes Scott as nice and solid. Oh. And if, if those are the two adjectives you were, you used to describe someone, you clearly do not care about them at all. Nice is the most generic and kind of worst descriptive you, word to use. I had a, an English teacher who was way bad on nice, like hated that word because it's just such a bland, meaningless term. It sounds like the kind of thing you say when you don't know what else to say about someone. And solid, I would argue, is worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get that she's using solid to mean, like, hasn't tried to kill me lately. Right. Or any of my friends. But solid, like, oh, uh, yeah, Scott is nice and solid, isn't he? She might as well, might as well just have said that he's boring and boring. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> And like at this point, when she was when she was talking about Scott, I was kind of like, "Who are you trying to convince, Buffy? Is it <laughs> is it you? Because it's not working. You're not convincing anybody." Can I swear to God, when you said that, I thought you were just going to stop after who? <laughs> <laughs> She's talking about Scott, and you were like, uh, who? "Who? Yeah, him." Um, <laughs> Scott, listen, he's really funny. <laughs> And like, yeah, he's like a wall. He's a low center of gravity. You can't knock him over. He's solid. <laughs> Scott, oh, Scott is Anne. Right. He is Anne from Arrested <laughs> Development. It's true. So, so yeah, Buffy brought Angel some blood. And when he like lifted it up to like kind of weirdly sniff at it, whatever he was doing, his hands are disgustingly dirty. He's forgotten how to do up a shirt, but his hair looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Buffy died face down in a puddle in the masturbatorium. Yeah, right. And like came back looking fantastic, right? <sighs> it's like no matter no matter how many times, I'm like, there's no reason <laughs> to ever say it again. We, we I... never bring up the masturbatorium again. <laughs> right. And then Dave just finds a way, you know? Yeah. It's like life. Oh, right. Like Jeff Goldblum. Right, of course. So this whole Anne analogy. Anne analogy? analogy? Fuck. Yeah, okay. We were right there. You we were both me. on it. Anyway. <laughs> you beat me to it. I'm not going to edit it so you don't beat me because that's just mean. <laughs> anyway, this thing's super apt because just like Anne, Scott breaks up with Buffy. <laughs> I didn't even think about this. Like, this is just occurring to me now. But yeah, just like Anne broke up with George Michael, like, is is Buffy's, what, aunt going to end up dating Scott briefly, like, in Arrested (laughs) Development? I don't don't even know what's happening anymore. (laughs) I know that I'm happy, though, because Scott breaks up with Buffy for, I mean, all of the obvious reasons. And you're like, fucking good for you, Scott. Yeah, Jesus, for once in your life, take control of this situation. Yeah, like, yeah, I was, okay, so there's like a super weird transition to this. It's like, you know, Buffy's trying to convince Angel that she's in this nice relationship, and it's like, zoom, and it's like this weird, like, <laughs> like fucking Wayne's World. Yeah. <laughs> transition to Buffy being broken up with by Scott, which like, sure, great. Buffy's wearing the craziest thing. When she has chunky uh, as hell heels, I know that much. She's got like this super frilly pink shirt on that like perfectly mm. matches her chunky heels and purse. And mm. she's wearing what I can only describe as slacks. Like I really don't <laughs> know what else to call them. Oh no, we've seen slacks somewhere before. <laughs> They're just very frumpy pants. Oh. Mm. And throughout all of this, there are some spooky men in a van pulling an angel. The Germans. Yeah. Is that, what are you calling them? Because I started with Creeper Twins, but then I went to the Germans. Oh, no, no. Once I remembered that thing from Snatch. Protection from what? The Germans. Like, I don't even know what their last name is. Something real German. So, yeah, no, the Germans. Anyway, they're like German terrorists. They're surveying Buffy, and they're sending the footage back to (gasps) Mr. Trick. Yeah! (laughs) And... Professor X. Basically. Oh, God, he is Professor X. He's a British guy in a wheelchair. I somehow got dragged into the TV Tropes page for this episode. Oh, nice. There's so many. They have have pages per episode? Dave, there's just so many tropes. Like, so many that it's just gotten out of control. (laughs) But, like, the tropes for this guy were evil Brit, evil cripple, (laughs) and evil old guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's the trifecta. He's the triple threat. I spent a lot of time on that page. Bad times. Bad times. <laughs> TV Tropes started as a Buffy fan site, right? Did it and really? It was cataloging, yeah, it was cataloging all of the Buffy tropes. Oh, man. I did it, not know that. it gradually went out and branched out to all media. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I learned something. That's why there is so much Buffy stuff on TV tropes like, to this day. That makes a lot of sense. Because this this article about this episode was just fucking bananas. Like, yeah. bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Walking Dead has per episode <laughs> summaries on TV tropes? Possibly, actually. At this I don't point, know. probably. People on the internet have a lot of time. Yeah, and people fucking love Walking Dead. That's true. That's true. But yeah, uh, Mr. Trick's involved. I'm excited about Mr. that. Mr. Trick Professor is a is fun here. guy. Oh, he's so fun. Uh, and then it's like surveying Buffy, who's just been broken up with and is doing the like George Michael <laughs> sad head walk? hanging. Yeah. yeah peanut style sad walk. Yeah. And then it goes to Mr. Trick and you're like, one of these characters is fun. And it's probably the guy wearing the red velvet suit 
and bright red tie. He doesn't change out of it this entire episode. Why would he wear anything but that? He looks red fly as suit. fucking hell. <laughs> he looks so good. Oh. Oh. We meet the mayor, Michaela. Oh, he's given some guy guff for not having clean enough hands for some reason. This, like, because you know what? This is just quintessential mayor. The mayor doesn't like germs, Dave. All right. He thinks they're gross and germy, and he does not like them. <laughs> I don't remember anything about this dude other than the fact that he's a, really a giant snake in, like, a person suit. <laughs> other than that, I got very, very few ideas so about this, what's going this, on. So this, like, aide or whoever he is, is very yeah, much, yeah. like, giving me a super Tom Lank kind of vibe. Oh. Like, he just kind of we'll has... we see Tom Lank later on. Yeah, he has a bit of a Tom Lank look about him. And, yeah, the mayor is so much fun. Oh, my God. He just, like, he's just my favorite guy. <laughs> he's pretty amazing. And, like, he has this ability, we didn't really see it a lot this episode, but this ability to switch tones in, like, the same Mm. sentence, Mm -hmm. just from being, like, you know, fun, happy guy, telling silly dad jokes, to super serious, legitimately scary. Yeah. I remember that he gets scary. Very scary. Uh, Do I know this actor from anything else? I think he's one of those guys who's kind of just, like, around. Okay. Like, he's been in a lot of stuff, but probably, like, probably like a character actor kind of, kind of guy. I probably would not remember him specifically from any other media. I like it. I like the actor, though. Yeah, no, he's just amazing. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Can we go to Picture Day? Oh, let's go to Picture Day. Picture Day reminds me of that scene in Firefly <laughs> when they're all getting interrogated <laughs> by the Alliance, and, like, it cuts back and forth between a few different characters, like Zoe saying that they're very private people, and then Wash just going on and on <laughs> about, about Zoe's body. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, like, intimate details of their relationship. The legs. Oh, yeah. I definitely have to say it was her legs. You can put that down. (laughs) And then then it cuts to Jane just sitting there silently staring at them. Yeah. This scene reminded me a lot of that. I think it's a precursor Uh, to that, basically. We see Willow, like, sitting down for a picture. She's got a smile on, and it fades over the course of a couple seconds just in time to get the picture taken of her having the most confused face. So good, yeah. Oz is just this fixed statue. (laughs) The picture is taken, and, like, nothing nothing changes. changes. That's just yeah that's like resting on space it's it's so good god those picture backgrounds were just a flood of horrible memories they brought back too much it was too real michaela (laughs) too real real. damn buffy's not there no no she's doing some training with faith does does faith go to school or just like hang out in the library with giles faith is not enrolled in this school so no like that really brings up a lot of questions in this episode (laughs) About, yeah, what's she doing in the library? How is she attending homecoming? Like, all of these things, you know? Yeah, she does attend homecoming. Right? What's she doing there? She doesn't go to the school. Isn't there some sort of security (laughs) in the school that, like... Well, because Flutie kept Buffy from leaving school grounds, and they mentioned at the start of this season that they could leave school grounds because they're seniors now. Mm -hmm. So there's some sort of policing that happens there, but they don't care if random kids are just, like, wandering around the place. I mean, they've got a lot bigger fish to fry than that. Or snakes. <laughs> this whole season is just gonna be like <laughs> 74 episodes of you talking about snakes. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, great. I remember something with a snake. <laughs> yep. The mayor is involved. I mean, that's the only thing that we're missing now. You got Faith, you yeah. got Mayor, waiting for that snake. Yep. yep. Exactly. <laughs> 
that's the only other thing that happens in this season right. of any note. Right. So Buffy's pissed <sighs> because Scott broke up with her. Oh. So she's fighting Faith, who is wearing some cutoffs and like really mm. bitchin' boots. Jesus, her boots. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this works for David, I guess. <laughs> Hey, it works for me too. I'm not saying she should be nah. working out in those boots, but they're great boots. No, no, it's a terrible <laughs> idea to work out in them. Holy uh, Jesus. Yeah, no, she looks great, always. Yeah, the co- combination of cutoffs with those, like, because they're, weird. what, knee highs? Yeah. <laughs> they go over the knee, I think. Yeah. And it's, it does seem strange. Uh, mm. Buffy's sad because she missed picture in the yearbook blah, because blah, Cordelia blah. was, like, sent to get her, but then she got distracted. Oh, because Cordelia is becoming. Right, running for homecoming queen. Oh, is, is that the sound of our first segment? <laughs> a little segment that we like to call Killer Queen. Extraordinarily nice. She's a killer queen. Got that agility. Dynamite with a laser beam. Guaranteed it to blow your mind. Ooh. Now, can you take a guess at what Killer Queen is? Uh, I mean, all I've got is that something about like this i don't know what could it be about other than homecoming queen i don't is this oh <laughs> michaela it could be about so many other types of queens uh-huh. do you remember a little something that i like to call may queen oh yeah may queen right do you think that at the start of the season they're going to have homecoming queen but that at the end they're not going to have a prom queen not oh no they will right yeah what the fuck else is in here right. how many other goddamn competitions and dances are there in a school year because there are at least three queens per school year well no and i think that's actually how it works like what not here but buffy talking about how she was like fiesta queen and some <laughs> other kind of queen or <laughs> princess or some shit like i think there are a bunch of school events where someone is crowned something this is crazy yeah <laughs> it's just a constant popularity contest so yeah side note high clone high tried well, okay <laughs> sure but like a formalized popularity yeah. contest i don't know Clone High tried to parody this whole, like, the big dance is happening every week idea. Yeah. But they couldn't do it because they had 12 episodes and, like, mm. it was always going to be a background thing. And people would be confused about why they were always mentioning the big dance and then having a big dance. and like Oh, that'd yeah, be just, so it, funny. God. It didn't quite work. But, yeah, you could see the joke there and it's a really good joke. That's a good joke, but yeah. The, this is just that done unironically. They have, like, 12 different types of queens per year. <laughs> And the school year doesn't go for 12 months. Every three weeks, there's a goddamn election. There's like probably at most three of this school. <laughs> That's still insane. Uh, yeah. But this, I think this is a real thing. Like, or it's just a trope. I don't know. I didn't read about it. And then they're going to be doing valedictorian this year, probably. Mm, I don't, I don't, yeah. Hmm. I mean, at prom, like multiple people are crowned things generally. Maybe not crowned, but like. Things are voted for. It's insane. And the fact that two years ago, they also were able to take part in this. It's not just a senior thing. Yeah, that seems insane. What in the actual hell? Although you would you would think that like a, a younger person at the high school would get less votes than like a senior. Just in terms yeah. of general popularity. Although it seemed like Cordelia was well old enough to be right. a senior back then. <laughs> for, uh. for the past 10 years, you might say. 
<laughs> you might say that. <laughs> anyway, so Cordelia is running for homecoming queen, which is the first of many queens, I assume, in a school year. And uh, then, like, got distracted and didn't, didn't tell Buffy it was picture day, so Buffy's not going to be in the yearbook. And she's super pissed about that eventually when she finds out. This begins a series of things for Buffy to be mopey about. Ugh. Okay, so she's mopey that she's not going to be in the yearbook. I'm assuming you were in your yearbook. There are pictures of me playing the flute, probably. Was there also, like, a school portrait of Oh, you? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have any of that. I, oh. I did not show up in my final yearbook. <laughs> so... <laughs> For the first, like, what, five months of the year, I went to a different school for my grade 12, the senior year here. Oh. Just for, like, a focus program. So I missed the picture thing. And then I was doing a bunch of extracurriculars, but none of them got photographed. (laughs) So you know her plight, is what you're saying. Yeah, and you know what, Michaela? It was just fine. People were always, like, signing on their picture, and I was, like, drawing pictures in. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, or like David is here in where my name should have been. Right. I think my name may have been omitted. I don't even know. <laughs> you just there's no yeah. trace of you. Funny. Yeah, basically it was it was not that bad. But Buffy is super pissed about it because she's not a normal girl and she's the chosen one. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. So she's kind of doing that whole thing of like she's just trying to have the normal life and do all the things you're supposed to do. And like that that's fine. It's reasonable that she's kind of pissed at Cordelia because you know. She was literally going to tell her and then just got mildly distracted and forgot about it. (laughs) Yep. And Cordelia is super unapologetic. Like, she doesn't give a shit. Even though if this had happened to her, it would have been the biggest deal. Yeah. And, like, I understand that Cordelia is Buffy's rival in this. But, like, she's gone back to treating Buffy like they're not in the same social circle. And that kind of rang a bit false for me. Very, very false. (laughs) But... Buffy gets pissed enough at Cordelia that she challenges her to a, like, prom queen off. Yeah. And her scene of saying how she's gonna, like, break Cordelia and destroy <laughs> her in this competition, I I was really into it. Because Buffy's really into it, it seems like a fun, goofy thing to do, and it's something that is not either slaying or brooding over boys, which is... I'm going to say almost 100% of what we've seen from her so far. Yeah, seeing Buffy get passionate about something else is yeah. really great. And it's something fun. Something she can fun. have something to do here. Yeah. yeah. Good job, writers. Good for you, Buffy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to have some fun today, just like Mr. Trick will. <laughs> well, no, no one's going to have quite that much fun. <laughs> no one will have as much fun as Mr. Trick as we find out in the next scene. Slayer Fest 98. Woo! Slayer Fest. Yeah. We got two Slayers. We're going to kill them both. And that'll be the end of this. Sl- no, it's fine. That'll be the end of the like trained and competent Slayers. Right. They'll have to train up some new ones. And that gives us a bit of time to have some fun. So it, we, we got to this scene, Dave. And I thought to myself... I've lied to him again. You fucking <laughs> lied to me twice about the same thing. You told me two different lies. So you told me first that Lyle Gorch was going to come back and I was super pissed. Then he didn't come back and I was like, he didn't come back and you told me he was going to come back. And you were like, oh yeah, that's not true. Now he's back. Lyle Gorch, the brother of the late Tector, the vampire. Uh is back in the show? What is he doing here? So in my defense, you can imagine why I didn't really remember him being in this episode. 
I can. Because he does jack shit. <laughs> I have to say that he gets away again yeah. at the end of this episode. And if by <laughs> any goddamn reason he comes back, I am losing it. He is not going to come back again. This fucking Gorch character who gets the person that he's with killed each time. That's not happening again. Uh, honestly. He has like a line where he's like, oh, pour one out for Tekka. And you're like, no, never speak that name again. He does manage to slip that in there. Yeah, he he wants to remind everybody that his uh, brother's named Tector. Because everyone saw season two episode Bad Eggs yeah. that everyone fucking loved. God. <laughs> Good times. Right. So there's a whole cast of bad guys here to participate in Slayer Fest. As we've discussed, we've got the Germans. We've got Mr. Mr. Gorch and the new Mrs. Gorch. Uh. Both the worst. Pointless. Like, just so pointless. They're so pointless. I did love their bloodstained bag of money. It felt like really on point to me. We've got this spiny-headed motherfucker. Oh, Stegosaurus head. Right. So this guy, I got some trivia for you about him. Okay, let's let's do that in our next segment. Oh. Which is called Demons Looking Fierce. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Back at it again with the white vans. Dusty man. Damn. This, is this a double meaning of fierce? Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. Where he looks it's amazing says on the, and scary. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm so glad you got that. Mm. This is basically what it says on the tin, though. Right. We got Stegosaurus head. He's a good looking demon, you know? Yeah. He, I think he's my favorite makeup job of any of the demons we've seen so far. I think it is the best, the best makeup we've seen because it's not, you don't see it and go to yourself, oh, that's quite a bit of makeup you've got on there. You kind of like right. can suspend your disbelief when, when you're seeing it. And the show has the budget to do that right now, which is nice. Yeah. So like other demons that we've seen, we saw the judge. My name is Judge. Obviously. Yeah. We caught a quick look at Moloch before he turned into a computer. Mm. Uh, discount Freddy Krueger in that <laughs> hospital episode. Oh, His yeah. makeup was not so bueno, though. No, not this bueno. But I like Stegosaurus head. He like has this quick line where he says that he is one of a tri, one of like his tribe of demons. Right. Which does some nice world building for me. I really like it. No. And it sort of signifies the start of this whole thing. Because I know in Buffy, we will see fun-looking demons in the future. For sure. Like, they yeah. keep the ability to do good-looking demons on this TV show that are goofy and campy, but, like, fun. But, like, mildly believable, you know? Yeah. You don't look yeah, at yeah. it and think to yourself, oh, that's a pretty rubbery mask, right? Like, we need to get to the point where we can have a shark-headed demon who gives loans of kittens. <laughs> the things you remember about this show. Oh, <laughs> just enchant me. Oh, wow. Right, so this guy, Chad Staleski, I think is his name. He okay. is David Boreanaz's stunt double. What? He is the stunt double for Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. He's a what? 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 You what? He's a what? She's a what? He's a what? She's a what? There's a what? He's a what? She's a what? He's a what? She's what? He's a what? He's a what? He's a music man. <laughs> he's a cool dude, man. He's done stunts for all sorts of shit. And then he's actually the stunt coordinator uh, for Firefly and Serenity because he's all about the oh, stunts. No way. So yeah, he's a cool guy. Oh my God. Is this, I wonder if this is the guy that I saw in the, uh, the behind the scenes thing. I found <laughs> that thing, by the way. Oh my God. What? I watched it again. It's a half-hour behind-the-scenes stunt special Mm. thing. You can find it on YouTube. It's like, I don't know, Buffy Season 2 behind-the-scenes stunt. You'll find it. So it was specifically Season 2? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
so we don't have any more spoilers from that coming up good, ever again. Good. But I'm wondering if it's the the main stunt coordinator there. That's uh, yes. he wouldn't have been the main stunt coordinator on Buffy though. Right. Okay. But he might have yeah. been he in that. Be, he might be in that. Yeah. Especially if he's David Boreanaz's stunt double. Yeah. Yeah, David Boreanaz was in there a bunch. So. Yeah. So there you go. Hmm. Cool. 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 Thank you for that nice trivia. Oh, there's a stupid there's a stupid uh, tracker guy who's also pretty useless. <laughs> yeah, just like a human hunter. <laughs> Here comes Slipknot, the man who can climb anything. I remembered none of these people except for the Germans. <laughs> yeah, right. The Germans uh, they're the, are... Uh, they're the only memorable part of this for me. <laughs> they are working with Professor X right. explicitly. Yeah. And like specifically, they are only there for him. Yeah. I guess he is one of the contestants in Slayer Fest 98. And he's like hired and, them yeah. perhaps. Right. To like They're direct. terrorists of some kind. I don't know. Whatever. It's Germans. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Germans, which are high tech and all cool. And yeah, Mr. Tricks just got this thing where, like, they can pay a bunch of money into a pool, and whoever kills the Slayers gets money out of that pool. Yeah, it's a, it's a good fun way. Fun. Yeah. Oh, God, Mr. Trick is just having so much fun here, though. <laughs> he really is. It's amazing. He's, he's just he's so selling good. it so great. Uh, what a cool guy. What a great villain. Uh, and I'm so glad that we get the villain pair-up that we do in this season, mm, too. Yeah. Mm. I forgot basically both of them, but <laughs> that's fine. It makes it all the better. And uh, we move from this this fun scene to the oh worst scene of this entire episode. Uh, Xander and Willow are getting dressed for the prom or the homecoming dance, or like practicing for the homecoming dance. Like, yeah, they're they're trying out their outfits on each other. This is right. where, in my notes, I have no in caps, and the O's go on for three lines. Why well, I can certainly believe <laughs> uh-huh. it because uh-huh. yeah. Willow's doing, like, quick changes behind a screen. Xander is talking about how he and Willow will grow old as friends. Oz and Cordy come up because it's like, oh, but we're getting too close. Yeah, Oz and Cordy are great. We love them. Then they see each other in the nice clothes and they're like, (sighs) they just have this scene of, like, ogling each other. Then Xander teaches Willow how to dance and, like, you can see where it's going. (gasps) And then they kiss. And it makes me legitimately sad. Like, they they kiss for so long, and I don't like it, and it's bad. It's just, like, it's not, that is not the kiss of, oh, oops. That's, like, oh, no. that's, like, this is no, going this on is for, for, like, too long, and neither of us is stopping it, and then we're pretending that we're really upset about it, but, like, if that was true, we would have stopped kissing way before that. I was pretty floored by this. I did not remember that this happened. I know. And <laughs> it's so bad for both of their relationships. And I don't... I, I like it as a screenwriting thing. I think it punches me right in the gut where it needs to. Because I legitimately feel bad about it. But it's good. I think it's good writing. I like it. But I, I also hate it. So I felt bad while all this was happening. Mostly for you. Because yeah. I knew you didn't know. No, I had no idea. So, okay. Like... I have a lot of problems with this, obviously. Like, maybe, maybe it is part of, partially just, like, to fuck with people. Then I thought to myself, are there fans who actually were on board for this? I don't oh, know. I hope not. And then I thought to myself, is this, I mean, obviously it's just a way to create conflict. We can't have everyone be in happy relationships. Like, that, oh, yeah. that doesn't really work on a television show. Yeah. And they're both at fault for this. But, like, mm-hmm. is it wrong of me to want to blame Xander more? <laughs> Now, hear me out. I don't think it's right of you, but but I will hear you out. Only because Willow has, like, a lifetime of being interested in Xander. That, sure, she is with someone else now, but, like, those previous feelings didn't go away. Not that I'm saying... I'm not saying it excuses any of this. 
I'm just saying, like, I can see maybe where Willow's weakness came from more so. I don't think I buy it. And Xander just feels all over the place. He just... It's just like every female character he's interested in. He's a 16-year-old boy. And maybe that's the part I'm having trouble with, is that I cannot imagine what that's like. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty crazy, let me tell you. Yeah. It's a wild (laughs) fucking ride. Right, okay. So... There you go. So maybe maybe it is basically the same thing. I think that Xander has realized several times now that he was actually into Willow or that like they were better than friends or they could have been. And there was the well, ice I mean, cream we on set the nose. This up, yeah. Right. Like, it, we set this up at the end of season two yeah. when he uses the power of love to get her out of her coma. Yeah. Yeah. All these things are true. So uh Yeah. It's just all bad. It's it's all bad. It makes me feel bad, but I like it as a show writing thing. And Xander does look amazing in that tux. Oh, I was going to say that Willow looks great in her dress. Right. But I mean, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They both look definitely not high school age. That's oh, God, no. Our strategy planning session, though, with Buffy takes us back into oh. the fun of this episode. Did you check out the whiteboard behind her of all of the strengths oh, and weaknesses? Oh, you know I did. Of the other candidates for homecoming queen? They're, they're just great. They're amazing. Cordy has Brie <laughs> under her list of weaknesses. Like, yeah. cheese is one of her weaknesses. <laughs> also, Xander, I think. Like, yep. And Xander's in this meeting. Which, yeah, it seems... I mean, Buffy's willing to use all of the things that... All the tools, right? Yeah. At her disposal. According to the strengths are pretty great, too. Mm-hmm. Popular with boys, makes friends easily, has money to buy votes. <laughs> Expensive clothes, perfect teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone has under their negative like where's polyester okay the stuff about that girl is really mean like <laughs> it's it is too mean okay here, here are the things okay bad skin where's polyester dandruff too much makeup never studies <laughs> like <laughs> oh, poor girl i oh she didn't deserve that no poor michelle blake <laughs> Uh, yeah Buffy's having this strategy meeting to take down Cordelia like catch up in the race that's already begun and she's got on her side Xander Willow and Oz (laughs) then Cordelia comes in and Buffy's like oh no hard feelings I'm just exploiting the resources I have Cordelia's like they're all working for me already so (laughs) fuck you eat your own words and you should be Uh, happy with them and it's so good yeah it's perfect. And yeah, so like, you know, Xander and Willow feel bad that they're abandoning Buffy, but they feel worse about that time that they b- yeah. betrayed Cordelia and Oz. Yep. So they need to make so, it up to them by yep. <laughs> uh, betraying Buffy. It's... Uh, yep. Guilt, that guilt's pretty powerful. That's like their entire rest of the episode is just them standing close to each other or sitting nearish <laughs> each other and just being so sad. <laughs> it's so good. I really like it. Did you like what Buffy is wearing in this scene? Don't remember it. Describe it to me. Oh, I can't believe you don't remember it, Dave. I don't make fashion notes. You make those. But Dave, her cardigan is doing V reverse V. Oh, no. <laughs> Classic V reverse V. I love it. I somehow it. missed it. And, and she's doing the thing where, like, the middle two buttons of the cardigan are done up. Mm. And she's not wearing anything under the cardigan. I mean, presumably she's wearing, like, a bra, but she's not wearing a shirt. Wait, What? And you're like, what happens if one of those buttons comes on time? It's going to be scandalous. That's an astonishingly, astonishing amount of cleavage and midriff for a high school. Her skirt is very high, like high-waisted. <laughs> okay. So it, oh, it cuts yeah. off a bunch of the midriff. It's a crazy skirt. It's like 
blue and yellow and green and kind of, I don't know, it's like a pencil skirt. Uh, and in this scene in particular, you can tell that Sarah Michelle Gellar has a cast on her hand if you oh. are looking closely enough because she broke a bone in her hand in this episode. Whoa, what? Now, I cannot for the life of me find out like what she was doing, what scene it happened in that she broke the, the bone. But yeah, I have a picture. Maybe we can try and post a link to it or something. Yeah, yeah. Send it over and I'll put a link in the show yeah. notes. Yeah, it makes it like incredibly obvious. Huh. Oh, whoa. This outfit is cray cray. <laughs> Crazy. So I had no idea how you could. I didn't know how you could hide a cast on your arm, but it's by having yeah. super long sweater sleeves pulled down over the cast. And like not gesturing too much with that hand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. One of, I guess, Michelle Blake's weaknesses is PB crazy. Right. So that's apparently like a nod to people on like the boards, oh. the Buffy boards at the time. Like that sounds like a lot of deep diving into some territory I'm not sure I want to get into. Yeah. Not right now. I think there's something more to that. I just don't know what it is. So we get a quick training montage of the monsters all <laughs> training up to kill Buffy, including Stegosaurus head putting holes in Professor X's wall which just seems right? unnecessary. Like, like, give him a target to practice on. <laughs> like a dartboard or something. Right? Like, you would put holes in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're all training up. Stegosaurus head apparently can, like, just generate blades out of, or, like, bony blades out of his forearms, which is awesome. Yeah, they seem pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, they're, <laughs> the training montage is intercut with Buffy and Cordy campaigning. Which is also good. It's really great because it kind of puts it like on the same level. Yeah. Of like intensity. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Slayer Fest where they're gearing up to kill two slayers is equivalent yeah. in intensity and drama to <laughs> Homecoming Queen. Yeah. And like they're they're competing with baked goods and things because <laughs> Buffy's ramping it up by giving people cupcakes and Cordelia gets them, what, gift baskets and things. Uh I mean, Cordelia does have a lot more so money. So much money. You know? Yeah. It, so much It brings money. up how easy it is to buy votes, which she does. She buys <laughs> she Jonathan's votes. She absolutely vote. does. <laughs> Cordy's just bribing students, which is a great idea. If she wants to win, that's how you do it, you know? Or you tamper with the votes. The, the security's not that great. And Buffy's a fucking slayer who has a history of breaking and entering. And during this, like, campaign montage, we see Scott who? again? And you're like, I thought, I thought we were done with this. There's, there's really like, no point either. Like, no. it's just a garbage scene of him. Anyway, we can move yeah. on. Cordy mentions <laughs> that Buffy is splintering her support. And I'm like, are they not using runoff boating? God, that's oh, terrible. God. They should really watch some CGP Grey videos. Right. Tell them, tell us all about runoff voting, Dave. <laughs> that'll, that'll get more listeners for our podcast. I mean, man, have you seen Grey's subscriber numbers? They're insane. Right. But those are people who want to hear about runoff voting, ah, not people who want to hear Everyone about wants voting. to hear about runoff voting, Michaela. <laughs> Including you. Are you sure? Are you sure that they don't want to hear about the entire row of butterfly clips in Buffy's hair Ooh. when she's trying to get the votes of the sportsmen at oh, the school? The sportsmen. <laughs> oh, she's dressed up in her sports jacket uh, and is talking yeah. to all the sportsmen. That's good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Willow and Xander have a scene that makes me sad. Like, I like these <sighs> scenes a lot, but I want both of them to be happy, and I don't think they'd be happy together at all. And they were already happy in their relationships, but those are now doomed because they've kissed. And it's just, it's all bad. Poor humans. It just makes me, on like a deep level, very uncomfortable mm. to watch these scenes. Mm -hmm. It just makes me really upset. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy and Cordy get a trap sprung on them. 
a <gasps> trap most sinister set by the people they thought they could trust the most, their very good friends. Dun, dun, dun. They're stuck in a limo together because the band all pitched in for a limo and then arranged other means of getting to the bronze so that Buffy and Cordy could work out their differences together. And you know what? That's fine. That's that's a great, uh, great little plan they had to trick them into trying to mend their fences. But the only problem I have with it is... How long is the limo ride from Buffy's house to the school? Given what we know about the <laughs> geography of Sunnydale, approximately 30 seconds. Yeah, like, like maybe two minutes, you know? <laughs> Not gonna be long. Uh... Apparently they have to go through, like, the deep woods to get there. And at no point in this journey do they think to themselves, Why are we in the deep woods? <laughs> this... Why is this guy bringing us here? That doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems to be the way to the bronze. That's what I ta- thought it was. Oh, I don't know. But the the prom is at the school, though. Oh. Like. <laughs> I, then I thought it was on the way to the school. I don't know. I don't know. Buffy got driven to the school and Xander had to skateboard, remember? Don't think too much about it. I think that's the, uh. No. That's the main thing. What are our heroines wearing? Well, Cordy's hair looks amazing. Oh my god, right? To start off. Oh. Her hair's amazing. Yeah, she's it's great. Spent some time on that shit. Or more yeah. likely, a band of professionals have spent <laughs> a lot of time on that shit. Yeah. Oh, a band for sure. Cordelia has a green dress. What? Well, okay. So I was having trouble with that for obvious reasons. Especially because Buffy's wearing red, and this brings us into our final segment Red Alert! Red Alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Laying an intercept course on the Romulan ship. Shields up. Load all torpedo bays. Stand by phasers. Warp factor eight. Engage. <laughs> Shields to maximum. <laughs> Why is Cordy not in red? We will come back to red alert. Whenever I see Cordy in red from this moment on, oh, you will no. hear the red <laughs> alert clip. Because it's Good. That's, that means that she's dressed properly and you should be on your guard because she looks fly as hell. But this homecoming dance, what the fuck? I've, I've got something for okay. this. According to TV tropes. Calm me down here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and according to the law of chromatic superiority. Oh. The person who is like more powerful, like red is like right there up at the top. Of chromatic superiority, yeah, right? Yeah, obviously. Red Ranger, other things. Red is a seven-year-old's favorite color on average. Who, who makes these things? I don't know. If you have a multiplayer game where you've got red versus blue, and like the map is completely balanced, red wins about 5% more of the time than they should. Like, over a large data set, they'll win 55% of the games rather than 45% for blue. It's crazy. There you go. Yeah. And, like, red it is actually one of the things that this happens to the most. Like, the person wearing red is, like, the one who's going to do better. Yeah. This actually breaks down if you think about people wearing red shirts. Yes. That's <laughs> a very big no-no. You don't do that. Yeah. You don't want to do that. But yeah, and there's a couple other things, like if someone's wearing gold and somebody else, someone else is wearing silver, person wearing gold is probably going to do better. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Trick is wearing red, and he's doing great in this episode. That's true. Exactly. Wow, Red so, Alert yeah. became a lot more, a lot more all-encompassing <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> That's why there's two of us, Dave. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not okay with it, though. I, I don't care no. that Buffy is, like, the more powerful one in this situation, blah, 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 blah. She, no. Cordelia wears red. She looks amazing in it. And let's just take some time to appreciate all the time she has worn red and looked fly as hell. <laughs> and it's not that she doesn't look good in green. Uh, well, no, she looks amazing. Come on. She's still a charisma like, carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> But she's just not, it's just not the same. No. And to see Buffy wear red when she's right there, it's just a slap in the face to all of us. <laughs> to the fans. Yeah. 
Oh, Disastrous. Man. So they're they're dropped off in the woods and there's a spooky VCR. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, the technology that you had to to throw at getting a video to play in the mid, middle of the woods back then, so much larger than it is now. Like how long is this, this extension cord, you know? <laughs> no, it's like... hooked up to a generator or a battery pack, yeah. right? Like, yeah, there's there, no other way. There's a yeah. diesel generator running quietly in the cabinet <laughs> below the giant-ass CRT TV and VCR. Oh, the TV's so big. It's so yeah. big, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Trick shows up on TV and he explains that they're in Slayer Fest. He thinks that he's going to be talking to Buffy and Faith because, you know, they were supposed to be in the limo. But Faith has arranged other means and now Cordy's gotten tangled up in this and she is not pleased. This is not a very Faith-heavy episode, and, like, the idea that this was supposed to be Faith, I don't know, like, kind of didn't didn't really work for me for some reason. I think probably because it's such a Cordelia-heavy episode that, like, you know, from the way the episode is written, this could only be Cordelia standing here with Buffy. But from the bad guy's perspective, they would, ex- no, they would assume that sure. there were three normies, or four normies. Three? Four. Four. And two slayers and like kill the normies really quickly because they're normal humans and we've got demons and vampires and shit. And then, yeah, just kill both the slayers and that's your slayer fest. I think that makes sense. Like they had no way to know. No, like from the bad guy's perspective, it does. It just like, I don't know. Like Faith is just not in this episode enough for me to really even be that aware of her. So when they're like, oh, you and Faith, you're like, oh yeah, right. She's around. (laughs) I don't know. Aw, poor Faith. Faith looks amazing in her homecoming dress. As we'll see in the very next scene. Thank you. Yeah, everyone's having a good time, except for obviously Willow and Xander. (laughs) And Scott, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Is this where Faith comes up and is just yelling at Scott for some reason? Oh, implying that he has an STI. Yeah. Yeah. There you are, honey. Hey, good news. The doctor says that the itching and the swelling and the burning should clear up, but we gotta keep using the ointment. (laughs) The burning sensation should go away soon. Well, because Scott's there with a different girl, so yeah. Faith's got Buffy's back. Right. Uh, it's all good fun. She's so good. Uh, she is great. And yeah, she's just wearing like a nice black dress. Damn, she looks fly. You know, maybe that's my problem with this, is that I wish there was more Faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want more of most people. Except we want less of one particular kind of person, don't we? <laughs> because we, we're in the bronze, and who's in the bronze but not supposed to be in the bronze? Are we not at the school? I thought we were in the bronze. I don't know. I'm convinced we're in the like the gym at the school. I'm convinced you're wrong. It's the bronze. There aren't there, isn't then, there like live music playing? Because then Giles is like, oh, I'm just going to go back to the library. Yeah, because it's the library's very close. It's steps no. away. <laughs> and then Buffy and Faith defeat these guys. And then they're like immediately there. Yeah, it's Sunnydale. No, they're in the school. <laughs> anyway, so Giles looks fly as hell in his suit at the oh very least. Oh my god, his suit is so good. Forty-five. That's not old. Holy fuck. How? How is he? How, is that how old he's at? Yeah. Well, I don't even know anymore. Okay. Forty-two yeah, sure. plus not, three. Yeah, not old. Yeah, that's that's the bottom line here. He looks amazing in his <laughs> oh, suit. So Damn. Good. If he is in the bronze, he shouldn't be there. If he's not, okay, we're fine. <laughs> Uh, what what else happens? Uh, so Cordy and Buffy are getting chased through the woods, blah, blah, blah. Cordy admits to Buffy that she loves Xander. And this is just the extra, like, twist in the knife that they've got going on. Like, they're just <sighs> leaving that thing in there and occasionally coming up to you and poking it. And it's, it's yeah, not feeling they really good. really are. Yeah. No, and she's sort of doing, like, one of those, like, panic rambles where she kind of blurts it out without really meaning to. Which I think is kind of maybe like her discovering it for the first time as well yeah yeah it's on brain for cordy she says things before she's fully thought them through and then realizes it once it's out and so this will be kind of a nice thing in any other episode oh yeah it'd be great in any other episode in this in this one where they've got this like willow and xander knife in us it's not good (laughs) it just makes everything sad yeah 
No. Buffy manages to get a message out to Giles from a cabin in the woods. And then what, their line Why gets is there cut. a working phone I, to begin with? They did not set up a perimeter here properly. It was real bad. Uh, before before Giles leaves the question mark location that uh-huh. the dance is occurring at, he, he says something about like, oh, coming back in time for Buffy to, oh, or whatever's going to happen. And you're like, oh, his assumption is that Buffy's going to win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and you're like, he's such a good dad. He's such a good dad. He's the best dad. <laughs> it made me so happy. <laughs> Have we seen Biodad in... A season and a half? No. <laughs> like, how many times have we seen Biodad? Once, one? Yeah, I think. like one episode. Yeah. Maybe twice. No, no, it was definitely once. Yeah. <laughs> right, so they're in this, this cabin in the woods, and everyone's tracking them down. Yep, Stegosaurus Head gets in here, starts fighting Buffy. Uh, the Germans launch a grenade in that destroys Stegosaurus Head, but Buffy and Cordy manage to escape. And it saves Buffy having to shoot a demon in the face. Right. Yeah, they've got a gun somehow. Oh, from <laughs> yeah. the sniper guy who got caught in one of his own traps. Oh, uh, traps, right. Oh, he's the worst. He's terrible. God, like, like, literally the worst hunter. Uh, I, I love Stegosaurus' head's death because, like, Buffy and Cordy jump out a window after <laughs> seeing this grenade. And he's like, oh, same for me, and jumps into a window, but it's been boarded up, so he just bounces off of it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> he's, he's one of my favorite uh, characters. He's really good. I like him. Yeah, I know. He doesn't have to act because he's like he's a stunt double, but he doesn't have to do any acting really. He's he just growls. Yeah, he's and doing great. Fights. Yeah, real good. And the Gorches have decided to take a bit of a different stab at this, mm-hmm. and they're going after Buffy's watcher. Ah, uh, the Giles concussion count uh, has gone up again. <laughs> Seven, uh, eight. I, I think we're at eight. I, I we're honestly eight. can't remember. Yeah. On the TV Tropes page, they refer to this as Giles' natural habitat. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> unconscious? The floor <laughs> is natural habitat. <laughs> That's unkind. I know, it's so funny. It's, <laughs> it's true, worst. but yeah, it's unkind. Oh, man. Right, so poor Giles has been knocked out, and they're just waiting for Buffy and... Buffy and Cordy Cordelia show up. To show up. Buffy yeah. kills Mrs. Gorch. Thank God she was so goddamn annoying. Then... Okay, oh. are, are spatulas traditionally made of wood? No. No. No, it's a plastic or a metal handle. It's definitely not something that not you can stake wood. someone with. I did love Cordelia <laughs> smacking... Was it the Stegosaurus head? <laughs> just, like, smacking the shit out of him with this spatula, <laughs> the spatula that she yeah, had found yeah, in yeah, the yeah. cabin. <laughs> <laughs> that was great Cordelia so good anyway hey you know what she's trying to contribute she's not super strong she's, she's doing, doing her, her best. best yeah yeah. I mean sure she can knock Buffy out when she needs to in an episode like Bad Eggs but we're never calling back to that especially not with the characters recurring from it so yeah Cordelia's gonna be what useless here what a forgettable here. forgettable scene like <laughs> I just, it's like, I mean, like, I liked this. I liked Cordelia basically intimidating. Yeah, Lyle Oh, her Gorch. charisma is so high. Charisma Carpenter. It's in the name. Yeah, her charisma must be so high. Natural 20 every oh, time. Oh, damn. Yeah. Right. So she talks Cor- She talks Lyle into leaving, and I'm like, no. Because Buffy's incapacitated. No, and God, yeah, he, no. He no. gets away. He doesn't come back. He can't. He <laughs> can't come back, Michaela. Uh, it can't happen that this... Two-bit character comes back again. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't know, because you fucking lied Fuck. to me about this already. You don't know what's up. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm not going to make a comment about it, because... It's going to be season seven. They're going to be like, remember Lyle Gorch? That great Gorch character that we had? Let's mm-hmm. bring him back. Fuck. <sighs> 
Buffy manages to kill both both of the Germans by having them shoot each other because she can't shoot anyone. So she like no, they're doing everything by transponder and by Professor Tracking devices X on the telling massages. Yeah. Right, yes. yeah, yeah. But Professor X like tells them where to shoot, which is so bizarre. It's a, especially a lot of like y equals fifteen, and you're like what. <laughs> What sort of goddamn coordinates are you using It's here? because they're so high tech. That's what it is. It's so bizarre. Anyway, yeah. The technology that they're using. They shoot each other through a wall through Buffy trickery and the day is saved. Woo! Day is saved. Okay, so they're fighting in a classroom. And if I am correct and the dance is going on in the school. Which it's not, sure. There are, there are gunshots <laughs> going on. And no one notices. Either way, the next day, someone comes into that classroom and is like, what the the fuck? fuck? Like, bullet holes everywhere. That classroom is just destroyed. (laughs) Yep. I guess, like, Buffy could dispose of the corpse or something, but the bullet holes will still be there. Yeah, Yeah. no. This was a really um, clean way of having Buffy not have to kill humans. Sure. Because, like, these guys are human. Oh, Buffy, yeah. Buffy Buffy can't be killing them. That that doesn't really work. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a show mandate at this point. They yeah. cannot have her kill a human. Our next scene is back to good, though, because we get <laughs> the two most delightful characters. The mayor is recruiting Mr. Trick, and, like, he knows what's up. Mr. Trick knows what's up. They're both just talking at each other about how they can work together and they got this troublesome Slayer thing that's going on. <laughs> I really like Mr. Trick's, because Mayor says this is an important year for him. Trick's like, it's an election year? Something like that. Like, ah, uh, <laughs> you guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, just... He calls Mr. Trick's suit exciting. Oh, and, yes, you know? it is. He is not wrong. No. <laughs> uh, uh... Just a couple of scamps, Michaela. We haven't had scamps in a while. Mr. Trick is certainly a scamp. Definitely a scamp. Yeah. I feel less scampiness from the mayor. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Trick is definitely scamp worthy, though. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so we're setting up. The mayor doesn't want to get rid of Mr. Trick. He just wants Mr. Trick to do things his way. that he wants him to do. Yeah. yeah. Like, not to mess up the plans, but he likes his gumption, I think. <laughs> yeah. A lot of yeah. gumption liking here. Yeah. <laughs> and our button on this episode is incredibly predictable to the point that i had written out what happened before it happened like fully oh, finished the writing most it predictable and then yeah. yeah it's a it's not a good button for the episode it's really weird like just leave it at mr trick the guy in oz's band dylan devon who fuck knows yeah, his yeah. name is he's the one who is giving out the announcing the winner mm-hmm. and he is wearing the shiniest gold shirt he had a silver oh. one before so he's upgraded apparently he's, yeah like he's just killing it Dingoes are obviously doing very well. You can get this gold shirt now. Ugh, so good. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. There are two winners. It's a tie. Oh, but it's it's neither Buffy nor Cordy (laughs) because we had two other contestants for this whole thing. And you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I saw this coming. Guys, saw this coming from so far away. It's just... But I mean, we have to resolve this. We don't have a choice, yeah. right? Yeah, it's not a good place to have a button on the episode. I would so prefer it if these last two scenes were reversed and our yeah. button was Mayor recruiting Mr. Trick. Anyway, that's it. We're done. Woo! 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 Fun times. Woo. So, yeah. let's go through the litany of things that we do at the end of this show. First off, all right. do we have a, a very special IMDb review for this episode? We do. It's not as exciting as normal. Okay. But there's a little bit of humor from TK mm. to brighten our day. I, I'm so nervous now. God. The one with Slayer Fest 98. Yeah. 
I love this episode. It's so funny. The idea of Slayer Fest is just so good. Teeks. Okay. Teeks, how many of your reviews start with, I love this episode? <laughs> I don't want to do an analysis of that because I don't have that much time on my hands. <laughs> it's like, if we searched for the ones where that isn't the first sentence, I don't think we'd get that any results. A, yeah. yeah. Well, the one, there are episodes that he doesn't like. Yeah, like Passion. <laughs> right, anyways. Uh, so then we go into our, our summary, yeah, as yeah. we do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you the first couple sentences. Do it. In this episode, Cordelia and Buffy go head-to-head for the position of homecoming queen. Mm-hmm. And all because Buffy missed her school photo because Cordelia forgot to tell her what day it was. So there you go. That's the most interesting part of this episode. I'm lying. It's not. <laughs> Mr. Trick and several uh, other demons, vampires, and random killers have organized Slayerfest 98. Teeks, uh, you slay me. Oh my that god. That misdirect. That misdirect. <laughs> <Right>. Damn. <laughs> the, that run-on sentence followed by that misdirect. <laughs> Oh, uh, so good. It's all, yeah, and the rest of it's just... Yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the rating on this things. one? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? Teeks had an amazing time. Teeks, what the... Okay, did you like this episode, Michaela? Yeah, this is a fun time. It's not a 10 out of 10. No, it's a super fun time. It's good. And at no point in this review does Teeks mention that time that Xander and Willow kissed. Oh my god. <laughs> Which really feels like... That's a major part of Missing out on, like, yeah, a big part of this episode. So I think part of huh. whether I like an episode or not is determined by how much cast work we get done. Because I'm a man who likes them exploiting the fact that they have a large cast of characters, right? They've got all of And you want those characters Scoobies. to develop. I want them to yeah. develop. I want them to do fun background things. And if you're going to fill time, do it by advancing the arc and having us see into the lives of these people. Because you've got so many of them and they're really interesting folks. So just show yeah. us that. And this is an episode that does that in spades. Like, we even get Faith doing some of that. We get the Willow and uh, Xander stuff, which is important, but not like a major part of the episode. It's tertiary. And yeah, it's it's all good. So yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. it's a very fun episode and it's done well. And in no way do I feel like it's a 10. No. But <laughs> no. it's definitely more enjoyable than some of the other episodes we've had this season so far, I would say. For sure. For sure. Just like a, it was just like a good ride. Who won? Oh, hmm. Okay, so I, I... I forgot to figure this out. Yeah, I was going to think about Mr. this. Mr. Trick again? <laughs> Trick's doing well, for sure. The mayor is also doing quite well out of this. Yeah. It's not Cordelia. It's a. It's definitely not like Willow, Xander, Giles. <laughs> Oz, Cordy. Yeah. Oz, Cordy. None of them. I mean, I, Buffy gets dumped. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it's it's got to be Trick then. Because like Angel's just standing around looking confused and dirty he had his one requisite scene and that was all he got (laughs) he's sure in those credits (laughs) he's gonna come back into a major part at some point right yeah yeah totally yeah oh Uh, god no (laughs) faith does well out of this like she She does but she just she's so in the background for me yeah she doesn't win anything she no yeah like i think like mr trick sets this fun thing up it doesn't go the way he plans, but he gets away unscathed again. Yeah. And then he gets a new business opportunity. Right. Yeah. Like, I think it's Mr. Trick. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's Mr. Trick. Michaela, did you have a favorite outfit from this episode? Obviously, V reverse V sweater. Oh, my God. Like. <laughs> I need to look at it again. It's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so crazy. How how does she have nothing on under that? How? Right? In the world do you do so that? So my only, like, there was a time that Cordelia was doing exactly this. In, like, I think season one at some point. That's also insane. And I I had, like, I had all these same questions of, like, what if one of those buttons comes undone? And my only thought is that the the sweater is literally sewn at those points. I think it is. And just looks like it's buttoned. Yeah. Because, like, otherwise, (laughs) I just don't know. It's so risky. 
<laughs> Otherwise, I'm not going Risky on city. set like that. Are you kidding? Because oh, the, the fucking cameras are always rolling. Like, yeah. that shit's equally likely to happen in a set as it is to happen if you're wearing this in real life. That's just crazy. And that skirt. What the fuck? Man. Yeah. Oh, Good times. All right. Well, what do we have coming up next episode, Michaela? I ask this, but I actually know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called Band Candy. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is it you know about it, Dave? Well, uh, shout out to our Reddit friend, Bananasta. 32. Yeah, 32. <laughs> right. Fan of the pod, apparently. Glad to have him on board. And he is very excited for band candy to happen. Let's go to the actual phrasing here. Given everything we've heard from Dave, band candy needs to be watched ASAP. Well, good news. This is a day after you wrote that. So sorry we do these like seven weeks in advance. But so far in advance. Sorry, man. We're we're watching it and it's going to be good. I have no idea what's going to happen. The The phrasing of this and uh, the phrasing of what Mikhail has told me, tell me nothing about nothing. the episode. Like, am I, is it good that I'll watch it because I'll get really angry about it? Will I enjoy it? Is there a certain character that I'll like? It, I, I'm so, so mystified, but I'm really looking forward to seeing it. You do certainly have questions. I've got so many questions. <laughs> yep. And yeah, next week, those questions will be answered. They certainly will. Well, that's about it for us here at Welcome to the Hellmouth. If you want to reach out to us, you can always email us, beyondvanu.hellmouth at gmail.com, which is in the show notes. Also, check the show notes for that image of Buffy in her crazy V-reverse V. God, it's so insane. You can also find this episode up for discussion on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. Or, if you'd like to reach out to us personally, you can send us some snail mail, why not? My home address is 1 North Pole Road, Canada, postal code H-O-H-O-H-O. Michaela? I'm at 123 Fake Street, Springfield, somewhere. Very nice. Well, make sure to hashtag (laughs) all of your letters welcome to the Hellmouth so we know you came from the show. And until next week, farewell from the the Hellmouth. 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 Hellmouth.